You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What if you die of embarrassment? Hello and welcome slash welcome back to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Gathugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is centred on having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. On mini episodes, I will be solo and talk about different topics of my own miseducation. On full episodes, I'll be inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast is not here to provide you with the answers, but perspective. It aims to make you laugh, think, and hopefully spark conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this mini-episode, I'll be talking about what I've been learning recently, and that's all about embarrassment. I will be sharing with you about how those recent awkward moments and encounters have really actually been beneficial for me in identifying my recovery as a people-pleaser. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, hi, welcome back to another solo episode. Um, I kind of want to preface this episode by saying that, like, if it, if it feels a little bit all over the place, I do apologize. That is simply because I have not been inspired to write, like, a mini episode script the way I've done with previous episodes in the past. However, I still feel like it is gonna be a good episode, and I think that there'll be some good gems to take away you just gotta bear with me as I find my bearings on how I start this episode okay I am not saying this as a way of like lowering your expectations for this episode because you better strap yourself in put that seatbelt on we're going in for a ride to talk about embarrassment um so embarrassment I want to talk about embarrassment um 
A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity or found the opportunity to shoot my shot. Okay? I had the opportunity to shoot my shot. And I kind of want to say that this kind of, this idea of like shooting your shot and stuff like that when it comes to uh, a job or different opportunities or relationships um, or with somebody that you like, stuff like that, like these this kind of like the rhetoric and the language of like shooting your shot me I was never that girl me I'm not that girl I'm very subtle I've always been like comes in the background very passive person like it will happen to me instead of going to pursue it and this year I have tried to challenge myself to just be more more active in like when I see the opportunity like I shoot my shot you know like NBA whoop Michael Jordan so a few weeks ago I had the opportunity to shoot my shot and or what I saw as shooting my shot and so I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna shoot my shot yeah and as I stared at the opportunity in front of me to shoot my shot I was paralyzed I was paralyzed with the feeling, with the impending feeling of embarrassment. Embarrassment. All the embarrassment. Ooh. And immediately I was like, what do I do? Do I really want to do this now? Do I really want to shoot my shot? And I said, I was just panicking. I was starting to overthink. And when I started overthinking, I remembered and a technique of what my therapist once said to me, which was when you start overthinking, think about the best and the worst case scenario. And so I did. In that situation, I thought of the best case scenario and then I thought of the worst case scenario. And I decided that in either case, in either the best case scenario or the worst case scenario, like at least, you know, I wasn't gonna die. I was gonna move past it. It was gonna be okay. The embarrassment would subside. It like, even if I end up being rejected, embarrassed, it, like um, all those different stuff, all those uncomfortable feelings that I would move past it and I would be okay. I would get through it is basically what I was encouraging myself. And so I proceeded to take the opportunity and shoot my shot. However, there was a thought in my head that was like, it, while I was telling myself, you know, it's gonna be okay, it's fine, it's it's kind of like it's not that deep rhetoric and being like, you know, you're, you're gonna live, you're not gonna die. There was an overthinking thought. There was an evil thought. Okay, it's not evil. Um, it was more of a curious thought. I had a curious thought that said, mm, sorry, you're saying we're not going to die, but what if we do? Hmm? What if we do? What if you die of embarrassment? And I laughed because I was like, that's such a, that, that would never happen, all this different stuff. And then I thought about it even more. And I said to myself, what if I did die of embarrassment, like right here, right now? Like I just died of embarrassment. 
And then I started entertaining the thought a little bit more and spiraling down a rabbit hole as I continued to proceed to think about how I would die of embarrassment, how people would come to my funeral and be like, wow, she died of embarrassment. You know, like the little picture of me, my friends doing the eulogy. Oh my God, my parents crying. Oh, it was awful. And then I spiraled even more and I thought, hmm, now what would I do if I get to the gates of heaven? the gates of heaven and people are ticking everybody off the list oh it's nice to meet you oh it's nice to see you it's nice to see you sarah hi what are you doing here and i'm like hey god you know i died he's like yeah I, i could see that and then god is like how and i said lord i died of embarrassment the shame the shame i would feel Of all the ways to go, of all the ways to die, you would die of embarrassment? That is, I could, basically I spiraled to the point where I started thinking about how embarrassing it would be to tell God that I died of embarrassment. And honestly, I sat in the same spot for like at least 10 minutes cracking up and thinking about how funny it would be to die of embarrassment and then have to tell God (laughs) that I died of embarrassment like I really do feel like God would literally be like I cannot look at you right now not in a way of like disappointment but just like girl I cannot take you seriously you died of embarrassment you're walking around heaven everyone's looking at you angels are pointing at you in between saying hallelujah oh look that's the girl that died of embarrassment I can't think about it anymore I'm not thinking about it anymore but (laughs) what is the point of me saying that story well number one the point of that story was content because I have nothing else I have planned nothing else to say for this episode so enjoy that was a great episode cool see you guys in two weeks for the full length episode no I joke um Number two, I've realized I am very dramatic. I am so dramatic. Like the Oscar award goes to Sarah Gathugu for being so dramatic. Um, And number three, it made me realize that the way that I respond to embarrassment, believe it or not, I know that story is not giving what I'm about to say, but The way that I respond to embarrassment now is not as harsh as it used to be. And it's not as crippling and as paralyzing as it used to be. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Let's talk about embarrassment. Firstly, what is embarrassment? According to Psychology Today, embarrassment is the feeling of discomfort experienced when some aspect of ourselves is threatened to be witnessed by or otherwise revealed to others and we think that this revelation is likely to undermine the image of ourselves that we seek to project to others. When I look back at that moment where I was sat paralyzed thinking about how I would die of embarrassment, I know that I responded the way that I did because I was consumed with the idea that I had ruined this perfect perception of me. 
I was consumed with the idea that I had ruined this perception of me. When I look back in various different moments of embarrassments, I think about how I have ruined this perception of me. For example, like, I remember in school, walking into a glass door. Embarrassing. I remember once, you know, you let out a fart and you think it's going to be silent, but really it's loud. Embarrassing. You know? Um, like, oh, 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 okay. Um, there was the moment where in sixth form, in my English class, there was a braid on the floor. I was, let me preface this by saying that I was the only black girl in my English class. So like, I remember this kid being like, oh, Sarah, and just pointed on the floor. And it was the braid. And he thought that the braid was mine, but the braid was not mine. I said, sir, excuse me, fellow peer, that is not my braid. But the kind of vicarious embarrassment, I think a lot of black girls will be able to to see where I'm coming from. When you see a braid on the floor and somebody looks at you as if it's yours and you're like, is this, 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 my hair is 1B. This is obviously a 2. This is obviously colour 2. Come on. Come on. But still, the embarrassment that you feel that somebody has perceived you to be that girl that has a braid that is that has already fallen out and is on the floor. And you're thinking, I just got my hair done a week ago. How dare you? You know? Like, embarrassment comes from this idea that we have, as the definition says, that we've ruined this perfect perception of ourselves. And so we feel uncomfortable by that we feel uncomfortable by it and when I feel embarrassing moments I am consumed by this worry that I'm not gonna get the response that I'm looking for that I'm trying too hard that I've that I've ruined everything and so even in this moment of you know shooting my shot as you would say like I was worrying that like what I was saying, what I was doing was me trying too hard and that I wasn't being the cool, relaxed girl that I was supposed to be. Um, But it did, as I said, it did make me realise that the way that I responded to this most recent experience of, of embarrassment was not as harsh as I have done in the past. Because you know those moments where you just wake up at like three o'clock in the morning, you're just about to go to sleep and then there's that moment when you're like, remember what you did in the summer of 2011? Like, remember that? Like, that was really embarrassing. Or remember that time when you did this? Like, that was so, oh my God, now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I'm actually thinking about moments where I've embarrassed myself when I was a teenager. Like, oh. And you cringe and you, you know, you have that like, awkward cringe smile where you're like that's so uncomfortable please let's move past this and we torture ourselves and all those different things and I was so like that especially when I was younger like I really used to torture myself when it came to embarrassing moments because I was a perfectionist because I am a perfectionist and a people pleaser in recovery because people's perceptions of me because acting perfect and being perfect 
was very much a lot of it took the majority of the identity that I had given to myself my perfectionist and people pleasing tendencies I know now after doing therapy and actively trying to love myself more and kind of uh, heal the relationships that I've had with myself after years of like self-loathing and you know like culture, tradition, religion, society, the things that society says to us as little black girls. I know now I'm in a place now where I can identify those tendencies, those urges as stemming from a place of having a lack of control, a lack of certainty and wanting to control situations or to or or and to avoid conflict. It was the need to avoid shame. And for me, I realized that my perfectionist people-pleasing tendencies were keeping me frozen in fear and that it was limiting my choices. Limiting these choices to what I had calculated as the most safe, non-threatening choices that were devoid of shame and devoid of consequences. And so because of how uncomfortable, you know, embarrassment makes us feel, we do everything to avoid feeling embarrassment. We do everything to avoid feeling shame and to avoid receiving the consequences And I talk about shame and embarrassment not as interchangeable because they are very different, but I talk about them because they are, like, they're in the same family group. They probably have the same last name, you know? They're cousins. They're not siblings, they're cousins. Um, You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think it's really important that when I'm talking about embarrassment to also note that, you know, this kind of like avoiding consequences, this avoiding of uh, of shame and stuff like that is important to also note with embarrassment because in all these situations where we feel these feelings of discomfort, we are doing everything to avoid what makes us feel discomfort so we are avoiding situations we are avoiding places we are avoiding people we are avoiding recreating the circumstances the environmental factors that made us feel embarrassed in the first place and we're doing that we're doing that not necessarily as a way of because I do know that you know a part of the definition of embarrassment is this you know we don't want to undermine the image of ourselves and I think it's important to say that it's not necessarily just this kind of undermining the image of ourselves in a superficial way where we want to seem cool and popular but maybe for some of us because I know it is for me maybe it's also a way of like protecting ourselves and protecting ourselves from feeling the the unbalance the imbalance sorry the imbalance of the way that you know embarrassment makes us feel we avoid that to protect ourselves to keep ourselves and our bodies at homeostasis to keep ourselves at equilibrium oh my gosh is she a science girl oh she using big words she's saying homeostasis she's saying equilibrium okay i see you anyway i digress so if this is what embarrassment is if this is the potential ways in which it stems from if this is yeah, if this is if this is how it is, if this is where it stems from, how do we overcome the paralyzing nature of embarrassment? I will tell you what I did in this situation and why this situation was different to others. This situation was different because in this situation, I acknowledged that the embarrassment that I was feeling and then the, the intrusive thoughts that I was thinking were rooted in fear. I acknowledged them by allowing myself to do the technique that my therapist has once told me about doing the best and worst case scenario. I tried to limit these intrusive thoughts within this kind of framework of the best and worst case scenario by telling myself the kind of the likely and the unlikely outcome and also telling myself, you know, the the re- being realistic with myself. Because the fact is, I'm not going to die of embarrassment. Yes, I'm not going to die of embarrassment. Even now, it still takes me some convincing to do. Number two, I acknowledge that the reality is, 
I cannot control how people perceive me. We cannot control how people perceive us. We cannot control how people respond to us. And this one is still taking a lot more work, but it is very true and very important to say we cannot control whether people even like us. They And also, people may like us today, but then they might not like us tomorrow. And that's okay. That's okay. It sucks, but that's okay. Number three, and I think this has been the really, 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 really important one, is I ride the waves of the emotions that I'm feeling. I validate the feelings, even though it may seem stupid to others, even though it may not seem like a real fear to other people. I acknowledge that it is very real to me, and so I validate it. That situation that I used as a case study in the beginning of this episode was me now, I can say it wasn't that deep. It really wasn't that deep. The situation was not that deep at all. I can say that now. But in the moment, it was. It was. It made me feel embarrassed and that embarrassment was hiding the fear of potential rejection and it was important to me to validate that feeling, to validate it, to say, yes, this is a very real fear to you right now. How are we going to cope? How are we going to handle it? And that means acknowledging and riding the waves of the embarrassment, realizing that there are certain situations that make me feel embarrassed, but also not allowing it to, to hinder me or not to avoid certain situations or places or people just because things may not have gone the way that I wanted them to. That is how I now, or that is how I overcame that situation, how I overcame that instance of embarrassment. And I want to acknowledge it and the reason why I wanted to do an episode on it is because It's not something that I've done in the past. As I think I briefly said, I have allowed myself to overthink, to really spiral down the rabbit hole. And I've really like punished myself to the point that feelings of embarrassment have gone into feelings of shame. As I said before, Shame and embarrassment come from the same family. Their cousins have the same last name, that type of thing. They are blood related. And, you know, it went from, you know, having embarrassment as my friend, as my companion in the past to then having shame as my companion. Shame as the person that was kind of like, oh, you did that in the past and that caused you to feel embarrassed. Well, now it's going to make you feel shamed. You're going to feel ashamed of yourself now. You are not just failing personally and in this kind of like, it wasn't just, it no longer became moments of embarrassment, no longer were just moments. They were kind of like the guidelines and the barriers of now how I acted and how I did things around people. It was kind of like the moral compass of my life where I was allowing these moments, these isolated moments to dictate how I now was to present myself into the world. It was my moral guidance. And again, as I said, comes from that kind of like 
perfectionist and people-pleasing tendencies. And and now I'm doing these, you know, different things after, as, a, as I've said, just kind of like the internal work and still trying to do the internal work. Um, but it takes time. It takes time. It takes time. And in terms of what I'm learning, in terms of kind of like how I have been miseducated and what I'm doing now, I think that the one thing that I really want to hit home about and that I guess I kind of wished and okay not wished that I told my younger self because my younger self is still with me um but like one of the things that like I tell myself now um is that these uncomfortable feelings that we feel these this the discomfort that we feel these feelings are inevitable these feelings are inevitable because I think that when I was younger I truly believed that I would one day grow up become super confident and you know I would never feel embarrassed ever 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 again I would never feel embarrassment ever again because I'd be super confident and it will I would just you know I'd get over things I wouldn't be embarrassed like it wouldn't happen to me anymore but instead I'm learning that the reality is, is that these uncomfortable feelings are always going to be there. They're always going to be embarrassing, awkward situations that I'm going to encounter. They are inevitable. And instead of trying to get over them, instead of trying to avoid them, I am learning to manage them. To manage how these situations and these encounters make me feel and just kind of manage it and, you know, do my little techniques and things that I've learnt. Um, but I'm learning to manage it. I'm learning to cope with it rather than completely disillusion myself and say, well, I don't feel these things. I am not looking at them anymore. They don't exist. Truth is, they do exist. There are going to be more awkward moments and awkward encounters, but it's going to be okay. You are going to survive. You are going to survive. And I think in reframing it from trying to avoid embarrassing moments to now managing how I feel when embarrassing moments happen and the embarrassment settles in, I think that this has allowed me the space and the time to actually be honest with myself, to reflect on on myself and what I truly want and need and desire. And it's also been a time to validate myself and when I say this, I don't say this in a kind of like a super serious way where I'm like, oh, that moment was embarrassing. Let me just think about the ways in which it could be linked with my people-pleasing tendencies. Sometimes it is just sitting and laughing. Sometimes it is as small as sharing it with your friends and you take away the shame from it. You take away the embarrassment of it by sharing it with people And you also kind of just allow yourself to be in the company of people that love you and that, you know, that want to, that are there for you and that are not ashamed or embarrassed. And a lot of the time when I shared the entirety of the story with my friends and family, they thought it was funny too. And they were like, actually, that's not that embarrassing, Sarah. It's like, it's not that embarrassing. Um... 
you know, and they laugh with you and all those different things. And it's just been nice to like remember that and to reflect on that and just have being able to to tell myself like, it's gonna be okay. You're gonna be fine. It's not that deep. Um, uh, and I guess the kind of like the second thing of what I'm learning when it comes to like embarrassment and these like awkward situations or like how I handle myself in these in when things like this happen is you know I've learned that in acknowledging it in you know in kind of allow knowing these things about embarrassment that the these feelings of 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 embarrassment and regret and discomfort in knowing that these things these feelings are inevitable it's allowed me to be a little bit braver in shooting my shot when it comes to job opportunities when it comes to networking opportunities even when it comes to shooting my shot when I'm asking people to be on the podcast or asking a stranger a question or even in dating situations and stuff like that just kind of shooting my shot and just being like okay I'm going to ask this question or I'm going to ask this person this or I'm going to ask this person that or doing something that just scares me a little bit that just kind of feels like oh this is embarrassing don't ask that question like um in acknowledging that the feelings are inevitable it has made me a little bit braver a little bit braver to shoot my shot however on the flip side in saying that in saying that now I'm more braver to shoot my shot I'm still aware because I acknowledge the embarrassment I'm still aware that just because I am now braver to shoot my shot doesn't mean that when I do shoot my shot the ball will always get in the basket it doesn't mean I'm always and in saying that what I mean to say is that it doesn't mean that I will always get my target goal that just because I'm brave enough to do it just because the best case scenario might happen doesn't mean that it will always happen in every case um in in every case or every scenario or every situation you know there are still going to be consequences there may be that you shoot your shot and that person doesn't reciprocate there may be that you shoot your shot with a job that you you know, were not necessarily uh, quote unquote qualified for and they say, you know, absolutely not. There could be a person that is like, you know, it was never going to be you. It was never going to be you when you shoot your shot. And that is crushing. That is crushing. The consequences of you shooting your shot are still there. The game may be lost. What is with this metaphor of basketball? I am an NBA babe, you know, honestly, just call me Michael Jordan. Um, but I guess in saying all of that in still acknowledging that there are still consequences and still acknowledging that things may not go as you wanted them to be in acknowledging that there may still be embarrassment, there may still be kind of like regret and shame and disappointment in acknowledging these very, very human feelings and knowing that we cannot avoid them and acknowledging all these different stuff I guess the question still remains is that even in knowing all of this does that stop you from playing the game does that stop you from living does that stop you from 
still trying to shoot your shot. I want you to think about it. I want you to ponder about it. And as you ponder on it, and as we draw this episode to an end, I want to ask you a little bit more of a lighter-hearted question. What is an embarrassing moment of yours that you've had? Let's share. Let's laugh together. And you can let me know by following Miss Educate on social media. The information will be in the description box below. Additionally, so will the Miss Educate blog where you can now listen to these episodes along with a few additional notes from yours truly. And while you're there, don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so you don't miss out on new posts. And lastly, continue to watch, read, listen, educate and then re-educate yourselves. Make sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts and now Spotify and share this podcast with a friend. And tune in next time for another discussion on the Miss Educate podcast. Bye! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.